by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, as you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't. Evening all, and I have to tell you that this week I have been irked and somewhat perturbed. And when I'm this way inclined, the damned and I feel alright gets me back on an even keel.
So obviously, you'll need to know what has rankled me. It's the Beatles. Right, not John, Paul, George and Ringo per se. Uh, It's not even the fact that their albums are being re-released out of sequence that you can pick up from your local supermarket or newsagents. I mean, the first re-release was Abbey Road. Really? Uh, But my disdain is directed at whoever decided that the Sgt Pepper album warranted a six-disc anniversary release at just under £110. This tome includes new mixes in stereo and 5.1 surround audio expanded with previously unreleased session recordings, video features and special packaging and the previously unreleased 1992 documentary film The Making of Sgt Pepper. I have absolutely nothing against the unreleased tracks and the documentary. Although the price tag is a bit eye-watering, however... What has got my goat, my gander and any other living thing that is a metaphor for pissed off is the new stereo and 5.1 surround sound mixes. What the actual fuck? The Beatles were never, ever supposed to be heard in stereo. The band and producer, George Martin, would spend hours and hours mixing the mono version, leaving the stereo mix to whichever hapless studio engineer just so happened to be in Abbey Road at the time. That's why... On the stereo, please please me, Ringo's drums are all panned to the right. Or is it left? I don't know, it's only play the official mono versions. When George Harrison was played Sgt Pepper on CD for the first time and asked what he thought of the quality, he said it was awful because he'd never heard the stereo version, let alone one that had been compressed to buggery and consigned to a silver 5-inch disc. Seriously, though, there are real noticeable difference if you A and B both versions. I'm going to play you Loose in the Sky Diamonds, a song we are all familiar with, but the mono mix that hopefully you'll hear in a completely different light, although technically you can't hear light... in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and marmalade skies Somebody calls you you answer quite slowly A girl with kaleidoscope
to seem causes with looking glass ties. Suddenly someone is there at the turnstile, the girl with kaleidoscope Bizarrely, while watching Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds play, I noticed the programme that I used to broadcast this podcast had detected two tracks that were thankfully identical. After I finished up last week's show, I was just checking emails and my social media before retiring for the night, as you do. I discovered two things. Firstly, the squirrel had texted me from the crowbar with the news that following on from finding out that Michael Munro's bassist Sammy Yapper was also now playing bass in the helicopters but almost immediately needing a replacement as unfortunately the band's festival schedule clashed that the replacement was Dragon. Yeah, let that sink in. What she actually was alluding to was that Dragon was filling in for the hatted one for the band's live run-through of One Foot Out of the Grave that they were performing on the Finnish Voices. Sammy was away filming and nothing festival related. I wonder if they've considered using Johan from the Backyard Babies to fill in from Sammy in the Munros. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, have you ever seen that clip of Iron Maiden performing Wasted Years on German TV back in 1987 where the band swapped instrument as a protest to miming? I had visions of that. Well, it was nothing like that, although it really did look weird. I mean, Dragon is never going to be a Yaffa body double. It's up on YouTube for you to witness for yourselves. And One Foot Out of the Grave has been my earworm of the week. <laughs> Yeah. 
I only played it last week, but I doubt very much that my inbox will be full of complaints. The second piece of news that I discovered was that the Damned have signed a record deal. Not just any record label, but to Spine Farm Records. Currently, still the home of the Just Heard Michael Monroe Band and the same record label that I worked for in 2011. Much has been said on the interwebs about the fact that the band's next album, which is due out at the end of the year, has been crowdfunded via Pledge Music and how the signing will affect pledges. It won't. This is a win-win situation. All the cost of the album has been funded, with the total currently standing at about 350%. All the band has to do is present Spine Farm with the finished article for them to distribute and promote. And let's face it, not every damn fan would have pledged it. And Universal Records' reach is far and wide. As I've already played the damned at the top of the show, I'm going to play you the new Detotenhausen single, Unter den Wolken. Unter den Wolken. 
with the Totenhosen. Captain Sensible played on their cover of Smash It Up and drummer Vom used to play in the Doctors of the Medics with one of the Anadin brothers, I think Marion Roman Jug. So there you go fact fans. Uh, I've already played a couple of tracks from Dirtbag Republic's new album, Downtown Eastside, but as it's now widely available, it seems only timely that I should play something else from it. Uh, trying to pick a song was a hard choice because every time I finished I was like, yep, that's the one. But uh, if pressed, I'll have to settle for Fantasy World. For now. <laughs>
As I mentioned on last week's show, just before episode 547 hit the airwaves, I had popped along to the new and improved Borderline to see Bernie Tormey play his penultimate gig on his Dublin Cowboy tour. Joining Bernie was his regular drummer, Ian Harris, and new bassist, Cy Morton, having taken over from Chris Hellman as Chris's schedule with the choir boys clashed with that of Bernie's, of course. The squirrel was not best pleased, to say the least. Nothing on Cy's playing abilities, just the fact... He wasn't Chris. If memory serves me well, John Pierce suffered the same fate back in 1983. As you know, I've been seeing Bernie live since the early 80s, and uh, he's probably one of the UK residents' most underrated guitarists. Of course, the set was the ultimate best of, with a hatful of the newer tracks snugly fitting in, and of course, a nod to his Gillen past, we were treated to uh, No Easy Way, and the band's cover of Trouble and New Orleans. A welcome return was possession from the Turn Out The Lights album. As has been regular with the last of Bernie's three tours to promote his latest crowdfunded album, fans are able to get up and play with a band as part of the Pledge Music campaign. If you're up for it, it's smoke on the water, because theoretically, everybody knows it. Except when you are not used to being on stage, let alone playing with Bernie, Smoke on the Water suddenly becomes the most hardest song to sing in the world. Nerves get the better of you. It's all well and good, singing along with Gillen in the comfort of your own home, but out on your own with a couple of hundred people watching, mistakes are going to happen, as our pleasure found out. Coming in for the first verse during the opening riff and referring to a crib sheet to check the lyrics. I kid you not. Fortunately, he could sing and the crowd did their best to help him out. But he's in good company. I remember seeing Ian Asbury singing Kick Out the Jams with the MC5 down at the 100 Club with the lyrics to the song written on two very large sheets of A2 paper that were taped to the pillar in front of the stage. Down in Brighton, it was the turn of Peter Cook, whose weapon of choice was a Fender, who was afforded a couple of songs to trade solos with Mr Tormey, with bassist Cy handling vocal duties for Smoke. The set was slightly different from London, with secret service from Bernie's punk days getting an airing. Unfortunately, no Phil Spaulding, who didn't reprise his Glasgow bass duty role. In a perfect world... I'd love to hear more live material from this era.
As I'm in gig mode on Tuesday, I went up to see former boys bassist Duncan Reed along with his big heads play the Black Heart in Camden in support of his new album, Bombs Away. Opening acts were squirrel favourites, the role models who and any other day of the week could quite easily be headlining, with Spitz Energy being the filling, who also could be topping the bill if asked. There did seem to be rather a lot of nepotism within the ranks of all three bands. Role model guitarist Nick Hughes is also in the big heads as replacement for the departed Mario Vengis, who is now in the Godfathers. Spitz Energy guitarist Luca and bassist Ben Lawson are also in the Dorellas and the Fiascos respectively. As you know, the role models are in the midst of their third Pledge album campaign in as many years. So here's a track from the last album, Forest Lawn, in the shape and form of Bullshit Corner. Hey. 
I got to the Black Heart early to see if I could purloin Spitch Energy's new single, Here Comes the Machine. As officially, it comes out today, but with it being Good Friday, no post, and I wanted the actual physical copy. Luckily for all concerned, Spiz himself was on hand to sell me a signed CD single for a fiver, throwing in a poster for City of Eyes and an original Spiz Energy marquee badge. Of course, Spiz Energy is always going to be associated with that single that brought him to our attention at the tail end of 1979. But what struck me was how great the vocal harmonies the band had. Plus, it's always good to have the songs to back you up, which this energy has.
Also on sale was Duncan Reed and the Big Head's new album, Bombs Away, which isn't actually released until next month. But with his next London date, the 3rd of June, for Camden Rocks, the opportunity was too good to pass up, which I didn't. I must say, this year's Camden Rocks is one of the strongest lineups I think the festival has had. In Duncan's bio, it states that he is one of only two people in the entire world who can claim to have played with the Ramones while not actually being tagged with a Ramones non diplume. I guess the other is Waterloo. Anyway, the Big Heads are very much a continuation of his former band. Duncan's website, as a subheader, has heavy melody punk rock and it's a very true statement of course we treated some boys tracks with uh, honest john plain along with hollywood brat andrew matterson watching from the bar well that is where the best place to reap the benefit of the venue's air conditioning is the black heart was packed i played the bombs away cd in the car on my way into work on wednesday and thoroughly enjoyed it there's even a track called the shortest song in the world which clocks in at two point Zero four seconds. In the sleeve notes, Duncan dares us to find one shorter. Well, Duncan, you suffer by napalm death is 1.316 seconds long. Sorry, mate. Of course, you'll be wanting to hear a track from said album. So for your listening pleasure, here's Let's Skip to the Good Bit. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 
straight after Duncan Reed and the Big Heads and let's skip to the good bit from Bombs Away. It was, of course, Motorhead and No Voices in the Sky from 1916. I got a Facebook message last weekend from Dominic Sledic saying that if I like, I could play a track from his band Split Single that came out last year with The Empire Strikes. As I've already played a track from High Tide by The Empire Strikes on episode 535, it seems only right and proper that Stacey Crown, for that is who they are, who play high-energy rock from Cologne, gets a fair crack of the whip. This is Dave Stalker, and Dominic knows what I like. Trouble once more 
Bloodlights have just released the single Lights Out from their forthcoming album Pulling No Punches, which sounds a lot like this. when you're just going about your day-to-day business and suddenly a song just pops into your head and stays there well that happened to me last week with Sartor and Love MF from their 1998 comeback album musical 
differences. Sadly, it seems that that album, along with Stoner, Rock, Nuts and Slammer, have fallen out of my iTunes library. Fortunately, the squirrel actually had the CDs in question. I think originally I might have borrowed them from her in the first place. So, until next week, take it easy and enjoy Easter. And if you're not a Christian, hey, it's a four-day weekend. (laughs) 